0: Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome into the PHNX Rising Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcast And don't forget to leave a five-star review. My name is Ramon Chavez, and I'm joined by my partner Owen Evans. How you doing, sir? It's another busy week, isn't it? Like you love these
2: hey, uh, midweek games, huh? <laughs> My sleep schedule doesn't love
0: these midweek games. <laughs> no, I hear that for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's gonna be a a busy week for Rising, and there's all sorts of soccer going around, so it's it's always a busy time and and a good time to be a soccer fan. So definitely um, glad to to have that. So uh, before we get started, I do want to ask whoever's watching, if you're currently watching us or listening to us, to make sure to like and sh- share and subscribe. It really helps out our show to grow and uh, to reach more Rising fans just like you. So. Great show for you today. We are going to talk a little bit about last Saturday's victory against San Antonio. That was a great win. Of course, the U.S. Open Cup game tomorrow against Sacramento Republic. We're going to be uh, previewing that. Uh, Doing a little bit of checking up on what's going on uh, around the league and USL action that happened this past weekend. And, of course, give you some updates that are currently happening. Uh, There's some games today uh, as we are live with the US Open Cup. As a matter of fact, I think Inter Miami yeah. just scored one on uh Georgia Tormenta. So uh set to Ew. see that I know, Ew. I know cub, upset Um, but yeah, all right. So let's go ahead and get started. owen oh, so last uh Saturday San Antonio visited Phoenix Rising at Wild Horse Pass. Uh unfortunately it did not come away. Come away with the win. Rising was able to come through 3 and 0. Oh, Greg Hurst with two amazing goals. Richmond Antwi getting his first goal with Rising as well. Um, and basically Rising swept the season series. Uh, first defeated them on um uh, at the beginning of April now at the beginning of May. And with this win, rising moves into fourth place in the Western Conference with 18 points, and they're just behind Colorado, San Antonio, and San Diego. And I do have to note that San Diego has an extra game in their bag. So technically, rising could surpassed them um this upcoming weekend. So uh Owen, how did you feel about the game uh and the performance from Hurst and of course on tweet? Well it was Greg Hurst's show, right? End of equation. No, no one else.
2: I'm I'm not even I, I'm almost at the point where if it wasn't for the fact I had one or two very specific things I want to say about other people, I'd just leave it at Greg Hurst and, and just that was it. Um yeah. I think as it's a, a whole team performance, it was fine, it wasn't incredible. Mm -hmm. and instead what you saw was a couple of moments of brilliance from greg Hurst, one of which truly fantastic if it's not goal of the week something's wrong Mm -hmm. um and then at the very end of the game the other thing i will say then if we want to talk about someone else's richmond i don't think that what we saw should make people really get overly excited about the guy i think that it's something that we should bear in mind, though, means that he's a good option off the bench late when you're in the lead. Because when you see teams overcommit, just that pace we saw out of him, the confidence around the goalkeeper, mm-hmm. when you're going to get those kind of opportunities because the other team are going to overcommit late when they're chasing a goal, that's when someone like Antwi, fresh off the bench, could really cause some problems. So yes. I'm excited to see, hopefully, him being able to be put in that kind of a position
0: again. Yeah, no, definitely. It was a it was a great time for Antui, again, his first goal with Rising. Let's talk a, a little bit more about Greg Hurst. It, and it, it, he continues to, I, I don't want to use the word baffle, but I, I'm outstanding by his, you know, his, his commitment, his ability to get into spaces, to make something out of nothing. Uh, that first goal that he had was basically a Santi Moore shot at goal and it bounced on, onto him and he was able to flick his head. And get it into the goal. And even Jordan Farr was like, I don't even know. Like <laughs> he couldn't really do too much about the, the San Antonio keeper. So, and then with the second goal, uh, you know, a great cross from from Babu and an outstanding touch by by Hurst in the box and able to finish it. And again, yeah, definitely should be goal of the week for USL. So his cont- his performances just prove how big of a signing this was for rising because otherwise, I really don't know where this team would be.
2: Yeah, and I think it's something that Rick has spoken in the past of the fact that Greg reads the game very well. Well, That comes from the fact that from a young age, he was playing at a high level, right? He wasn't playing the college game. He was playing in in the top divisions in Scotland as a kid. Um, and, and, you know, yes, he spent a lot of time then in the lower divisions in Scotland as well, where there was, you know, 50 people show up and the local farmer brings his cow out to watch. And, you know, that kind of... But it's... <laughs> But I think, you know, he's spent so long against professionals that just, you know, at at this stage in his career as well, he's come over, played in League One, won League One, and he just reads the game very well. He has really got his confidence up as well, which is huge when, Mm -hmm. um, when you're a striker, when you're a forward, to be able to take some of those efforts on. I mean, let's be honest. Do you think if he wasn't on the kind of goal scoring run he's on, he'd have attempted that second goal? Do you even think he'd have attempted it, right? That's no. the kind of shot that a confident forward takes when he mm. just chests it down and hits it with his back to goal and finds the back of the net. I mean, yeah. look, and again, it's someone that I think while other forwards have been struggling for form, we've seen him really, really kick on. Okay, Claudio mm. Rapetto hasn't quite performed as the goal scorer that perhaps we were expecting him to be when he came in yeah. um a part of that again we've done this to death but are they necessarily playing it to him the right way when he's mm-hmm. more of that kind of target forward and they're not really a team that looks to make the most in the air in that kind of a situation who knows but at the end of the day then it's greg hurst who's kind of picking him up putting him on his back and, yeah. and carrying him on up the table
0: yeah definitely uh, I want to check in on the chat really quickly. Shout out to Michael. Uh, Michael's saying 2-1 uh, t- for tomorrow's score. He's, that's his prediction. We got Jet 3-3, rising winds and PKs. Oh, man, I don't I don't want that one, Jet. Uh, I don't Thomas, want that one.
2: That's a late yeah. night for me. <laughs> uh,
0: and then Thomas uh, 1-0 off a penalty. Hopefully in, within 90 minutes, right? So uh, have, you, have you
2: ever tried, like, se- seriously, have you ever tried getting uh, an Uber back from Heart Health Park? You can't. Like, I'm going to have to walk back from that stadium to the hotel.
0: It's, oh man, come on, Sacramento, get it together. Please,
2: please, no, please no kicks from the mark because I don't want it to go that late. I would like to get back to the hotel at a reasonable
0: time. I think it's because you want to get to a bar, not because you, you really, I'm just kidding. No, but, uh, but yeah, hopefully it's, it's done within 90 minutes. Um, We talked about Hurst for a little bit. I do want to highlight Antwi because I know uh, myself and Edwin, who, who's, uh, who's moved on. Edwin. Uh, Edwin, God rest his soul. Uh, <laughs> we've always been uh, advocating for him. And so we've always wanted him to come in. And And I'm impressed. You know, he's he's gone from not even being named to the 18 for the match they roster to the bench, now getting a little bit of playing time. And yeah, it was late in the game, basically the last play of the game against San Antonio. But he took advantage of his opportunity. He scored the goal. It was, it was a great goal getting around uh, the keeper and was able to get get the third goal for rising. So uh, I want to, you know, continue to applaud him. I, the thing with Repetto is that I feel like Repetto's has gotten a, a few more chances than Antwi. Um, but I'm pretty sure Repetto is a little bit higher than than Antwi on on that uh That striker list for for Rick Sean So, but I'm happy to see Antwi score, and and you know, like you're saying, strikers need that confidence. So for him to be able to come into the game and score, it's it's only going to help him in the future. And you you
2: saw the way they celebrated that goal, the whole team. That Mm -hmm. that was, and it kind of goes to what what Greg told us in the post game, which was that Antwi's a guy who shows up to every training session, everything with just a big smile on his face. He's happy to be there, you know, and and to get that goal, the way that the guys clearly love him there uh, and the way that they just mobbed him coming off the bench when it's, when it's free nil in stoppage time, right? Like, you know, it, it's at that it point, cool. the guy well, makes it free. nil. the game's dead and it mm-hmm. hasn't, you weren't really worried about the result I'd say yeah, for the couple of minutes before. So it tells you something more about him and how his teammates view him there. And mm-hmm. I think you're right. It's, it's good for him to get off the mark there. I think it's going to do the world of good for his confidence.
0: For sure. For sure. Now I'm going to be a little somber, Owen, because yes, they got, why are we being
2: somber? Detroit taking the lead. Why are we being somber? (laughs) (laughs) They don't appear to have, by the way. No, no. I just thought if we're going somber. It's got to be something bad, surely.
0: (laughs) So I want to talk about the defense and I know this has been the theme for the season. San Antonio should have scored at least once or twice in that game. Ben Lunt came up huge. Uh, San Antonio, I felt at times, were controlling the game, especially on the counter. And Rising were lucky that they weren't scored on at least once. And so is this sustainable, Owen? Because we saw what happened over there at Carson against Galaxy 2 they come back home the defense again is is a big question mark but they were eight, i feel like there's a band-aid due to the fact that it was a 3-0 victory so is this sustainable is there any hope that this is patched up before maybe the halfway point of the season where we're kind of you know thinking about the playoffs about a bit more because i feel like this is kind of going to be the issue for them moving forward especially if they if you know they continue to lose in the manner that they did against galaxy uh, because it seems like when they lose, they lose hard. And so it's it's just something that I'm really concerned about. What are your thoughts about that?
2: All right. So I'll I'll throw this back to you. I'll answer your question with a question. Did you expect them to dominate San Antonio?
0: I expected a close game, which it, okay. it seemed like San Antonio were going to get on the board first. Uh, Lund, again, seven big saves throughout the game, especially one that was in front of go. I think uh, the Rodriguez one where he kind of gave the ball away. Uh, to, in in kind of like their their defensive third, but th- that's what I mean. Like that, in most cases, that should have ended up in but, a goal.
2: But here's the thing, right? You do mm-hmm. you, no no team goes a whole season dominating every game. It just doesn't yeah. happen. And mm-hmm. if you were talking about riding your luck against an Oakland or a Monterey Bay, then I would agree that is a real sign for you know cause for concern. But mm-hmm. but I think against a San Antonio, this is a team that we've been talking about as a potential final finalist. Um. You know, realistically, you'd you'd say probably outside of rising, the teams who you'd think are up there are people like San Antonio, it's the Sacramentos. So if you get a 3-0 win over them, yes, you can say defensively you relied a bit on the goalkeeper, but you're going to, to a degree. I think that there are concerns in there. I think there were still some moments where, particularly in transition, I didn't feel as though, and to give a perfect example, there were one or two times and just to call out one player on this one is Joe Farrell, where sometimes you see that he doesn't quite commit to who he's going to track on a, a transition. Mm. And he kind mm. of just hangs there and he'll hang there in between two players. He doesn't quite know which one he's going to go deal with. And the result is that both of them beat him. Um, mm. And that kind of indecisiveness, it that's something, yes, that we did see, but I don't think that specifically... Having you know a fair few chances against against San Antonio is necessarily a cause for concern. I do yeah. think, yeah, the whole body of work maybe, but I I don't really want to focus on that in that one game just because it's San Antonio. They they're one of the best teams in this league. They should be creating yeah. chances.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, before we move on to talk about Sacramento, unfortunately, there were a few injuries that were picked up on Saturday's game. The uh, one example was Lambert. Uh, any updates on, on him and then maybe the rest of the team?
2: I believe we do have an injury report in here, yeah. So, uh, in Quinn's gonna miss tomorrow, Channing Chasen's gonna miss tomorrow, Kev Lambert's gonna miss tomorrow, James Musa is probably going to miss tomorrow. Dunn, of course, has been out for a while. We've got a couple of questionables in there, so we've also got uh, oh gosh, who else have we got? Um, Ryan Flood, he mm-hmm. missed the game on the weekend because of. Uh, stomach bug so he's questionable he is back in training but of course he's got a little bit of time off don't know how that's gonna go um and you've also got joe farrell who we know did make the trip up to sacramento based on the pictures the club have been posting but he apparently had a bit of a swollen ankle after training today so you know we might have to keep an eye out for what kind of involvement he's gonna have maybe he'll be on the bench rather than starting which we've spoken before about how maybe he needs a bit of rest well Maybe that is catching up with him, yeah. And of course, no. we don't have any update there from that, that last graphic on Sacramento because they apparently don't put things out anymore. Uh, I'm sure <laughs> they're eating up the delightful fines the league probably issue for not
0: posting injury reports. Come on, Sacramento, a second strike right there. Um, the Aiden Quinn situation is this a rest more than any injury concerns?
2: No, no, it, it's so Rick described on the weekend that uh Aiden had been battling some ailments much like Kev had in the week leading up to that game on Saturday. And just by the sound of things, whatever it is that he's been dealing with he's not fit to play tomorrow. So maybe it is precautionary. I don't know the exact details. We don't quite know what's wrong with Aiden, but this isn't something that's come out of the blue. We did know that he was a little bit touch and go in some ways. So
0: I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if I'm on that. All right, cool, cool. Well, thank you for those updates, Owen. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break and talk about our friends at OGs. So, if you guys haven't yet, you guys can stop by your local dispensary and grab some amazing scratch made THC gummies from our friends at OGs. They just announced their new mini OGs, which is a three milligram microdose option for those not wanting to dive right into the regular 10 milligram option. You can try their tropical flavor and either sativa or indica strains. And these are available now exclusively at Zenlin. Zen leaf locations now through May 11th. So just a couple more days left for you guys. If you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG brands has to offer, uh, you guys can go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find an OGs near you. All right, all right. So, Owen, let's transition. So I hear and- Ramon,
2: Ramon. sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I oh, hear going? that you're gonna if if Rising win.
0: I know where right. you're going with this. I know where you're going with this. No, I'm I not hear doing that. It you're gonna
2: have some celebratory OGs.
0: If Rising is wins.
2: sources are telling and
0: make, me. And make history. I I will pop one. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that.
2: Okay, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. We'll hold yeah. you to this. The whole okay. chat has seen it now. We gotta hold you don't, to this.
0: Don't clip this, Michael. Don't even forget about this part. Uh, <laughs> Everyone is clipping this. This is no, happening I know if, they win, if they win, if they win. The right, video yo, so will forward. be ready
2: to hit send as soon as the final whistle goes. Everybody's
0: going to clip this. Everybody's going to clip this. All right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the big game tomorrow, uh, rising with a chance at history uh, tomorrow if they beat Sacramento and uh, a chance to make it into the round of 16 uh, in the U.S. Open Cup. So uh, we... Oh, uh, and you were able to speak to Rick about his thoughts on Sacramento. So uh, let's see if we can play that clip.
1: I, I think he's changed his almost the entire roster. Um, you know, I think with Gurrett right back, he's a very good attacking player. You got Archimede, Douglas Martinez, Coelho, um, who who was an addition to the team. You've got Roro as a, as a number 10 now, and he's kind of pulling the strings and um, where they're, where they're really strong is with LaGrasa, Matt Lagrassa, midfield, along with Luis Felipe. I mean, these are two very powerful holding midfielders. Um, this team's loaded with talent. You know, they've gone out and, um, you know, credit to their general manager and, and to Mark and the team that they put together. And, you know, Mark's getting the best out of them right now. And, you know, to go on the road after flying across the country and get a win at, at um, New York Red Bull and, to switch to a back three in the last couple of games. I mean, he's really doing a good job, you know, and uh, he's a good coach and I have a lot of respect for Mark. And um, this is, this is going to be, I told you at the beginning of the season, I thought Sacramento would be one of the best teams and uh, just give it a little bit of time and it'll play out. And uh, I know they will be up near the top.
2: Yeah. I mean, Sacramento, their, their record at home speaks for itself. They've had a very good run at home this season. And and they're a team that historically have always been one of the better teams in this league. Last year was a weird exception to that one where they really were quite poor. Um, And, and Rising managed to get two wins up there and drew both games at home. Um, uh, But it's interesting. I, I know Rick touched there on the, on the kind of three, five at the back type. Type of thing, I and mean, everyone seems to be doing this now. And I feel like we're calling it free at the back, are we? Or are we like, I don't know, are, like we, are three, we calling three, five, it free two, at the back? Five? Five, I,
0: like I that. feel or like five, we're
2: calling five, it free five, at the back. But it's interesting because <laughs> what you'll see then is that when they're in on the attack, it is like a back free. You have those free <laughs> centre backs; they're kind of offset a bit, you know. They gives them different outlets there, but. But when they're in defense, it means that they have a lot of numbers back, especially with, with Sacramento. What you'd see if you watch the game on Sunday is that they seem to, you know, especially in the transition moments, they, they got back quite quickly and they had a lot of numbers there. So it they're very aggressive, those those fullbacks, in that kind of a system. And it, it kind of makes you think of how Rising likes to play with its fullbacks. But it's good for them. I mean, Duke Lacroix is a, a really good option in that kind of a role where he's bombing up and down. Um, and he was quite an aggressive option for them, uh, providing a good amount of the width that they were finding. And they they did seem to, to move it out wide. That was the other thing. They really, really exploit that width that the, that the fullbacks pushing up give them. And what you saw again from Sunday is that it wasn't necessarily as much play right straight up the middle. They were really trying to stretch that pitch out wide. And at times were playing it from one wing over to the other to just, you know, kind of make the opposition chase. And that's something that rising are going to have to deal with um we know that rising in general well it depends how how formationally they come out i'd expect we're not going to see that same formation from rising simply for the fact that the center backs appear to be dropping like flies um it, i mean there's not really any other way of describing it is there yeah. let's be honest i think they've yeah. got three fit center backs one of which is doubt well a little bit doubtful over the swollen ankle so i -hmm. I don't see three centre backs tomorrow, but it'll be interesting because again, rising likes to push those fullbacks up even when they've only got two center backs in there. And that can can sometimes leave spaces there on the wings. Um so I guess we'll we'll have to see how that works.
0: Yeah, uh John Morrissey on USL tactics on Twitter kind of broke it down uh a little bit more with video and and exactly how you're saying, it reminded me a lot how Rising will play, where they those wingers will just bounce, bomb down the sides and and leave those three center backs in the back, or or if it's two center backs, then one of the midfielders will, will drop off a little bit. So uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup. It's probably why they didn't uh, put out their injury report, right? Just a <laughs> mess mess with the tactics here. So um, as far as the U.S. Open Cup, Sacramento barely, you know, I'll just say it that way. They barely got uh, got by Valley Central Fuego. Uh, a 1-0 victory uh, in their last game. They're coming off a long trip, I guess, from New York. They played in, in uh, New Jersey uh, against the Red Bulls over there, and they played against New Mexico um, earlier in the week. So, you know, the the style that they play, do you, you think that's going to catch up to them, you know, uh, tomorrow?
2: I The thing about it, though, is that while they did play on Sunday, it mm. wasn't like they had to stay there on Sunday and have the – awkward travel day on the monday right they played at one o'clock in new york so to my knowledge they flew back that night um Mm -hmm. they they came back on the sunday got into sacramento then so they've still had their their kind of time off and they're back home now which is always a positive it's always helpful when you can be at home but Mm -hmm. I, i i don't know if it really will i think that they are capable especially knowing that they've got another week before their next game they're not playing on the weekend hmm. i think that they're in a position whereby they will go for it still and try and be as aggressive as they normally are and of course when you got the home crowd pushing you on as well that that always helps in that kind of a situation
0: definitely um we spoke about the injuries earlier uh is this the the game that haugly starts for rising do you think see that happening maybe with Emmanuel uh, madrid what are we thinking back there?
2: You know what? I'd like to, uh, and this was something I was debating earlier, which is how do you really want to to have them line up now? And earlier I was kind of, well, Manuel, Howgli, it could work. You know, you could pair those two maybe together and, and let them have a bit of game time together. And now the reason that I'm really sold on that is that I looked into the stats in Sacramento and not a good side in the air. They're mm. a bad side in the air. Okay. They only win 48% of their aerial jewels rising win 57%. So if you've got that kind of advantage in the air, why not just, you know, really go down on that and try and control the aerial game to a degree. And so mm-hmm. you get a guy like Manuel Madrid in who we know is physical. We know can create chances with his head. He did. Yeah. So multiple times offset pieces. You got a guy like Howley, who's six foot five and, again, is, I mean, just by that height is going to cause them problems in the air. So why not double down on that? I, I, you know, if you've got that as a potential advantage in there, why not make the most of it?
0: Yeah, no, I think so as well. Um, So that pieces will be key, of course. And and you know, getting on the score, especially when we have someone like like Howley, who's six foot five, and it just seems like Madrid always finds a way to get his head on the ball or any you know part of his body on the ball whenever he's in the box. So definitely a, a good option there. Um, we'll probably see Darnell King. Am I my correct? I would or? expect
2: it. I'd expect it, given that his suspension is up, um, hmm. and given that Channing is still out and Joey can possibly be repurposed elsewhere. Yeah. Um, That's of course the beauty of having Joey Calistri on the team is that he can play pretty much any way you need him to play. Need
0: a right winger, Joey Calistri. You need a center midfielder, Joey Calistri. Need a right back, yeah, Joey Calistri. You know, you know what I'm most intrigued about now? Yeah, I'm intrigued what the
2: Sacramento fans are going to do now that Solomon Asante's gone because their whole stick for the last like year and whatever has been solo punched it into the net. I, I remember first time I went up there and they had like four or five banners just about him. They were just repeating the same line. Yeah, I don't think they've quite understood the, you know. Mm -hmm. I I don't think they're they're still talking about it on Twitter almost as though like rising in the punch and everything in it.
0: I don't know. I I mean, it's stale
2: banter by this point, isn't
0: it really? It needs. Yeah, I think there's been enough time since that. So (laughs) Get, get a new one, get a new joke or something. Um, what are we thinking uh up top? Wow, inter Miami got in a fight. I got the I got the game right here. So like, no little matchup here. Uh what are we thinking up top? Uh do you see uh Repetto returning? Uh maybe F. So, what are we thinking?
2: So do I need to run through the three players that I'm pretty sure I saw in the pictures in the <laughs> travel party? Yep. I'm pretty sure that Repetto's going. I'm pretty sure that mm-hmm. Hurst is going. I'm pretty sure that Antwi's going. And knowing, of course, it's if you're not familiar with this rising generally does not bring players that it doesn't plan to have in its match day 18. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause travel is money. Um, it's, it's yeah. the easiest way of putting that. Uh, so if, if you see them on the pictures going off to travel, it's normally cause they're actually going to be in the 18 rare exceptions. Sometimes when you've got people who are kind of touch and go on an injury. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I think uh, also, I Michael, Michael, sorry, you say, to well, Michael's point, it can't be Damian Lowe, can it? Because when not he sent off in the last round?
0: Yeah, I think, I don't know, it was a shoving match and then someone like grabbed the arm of someone else. So yeah, a bunch of yellow cards everywhere. So that
2: I've was seen two thing, red yeah. cards, two red cards. We've got uh Robinson, Thanks. Robbie Robinson and uh, Jake Dengler.
0: There you, there you go. go. So there no
2: Damien Low red card there. No Damien Low red
0: card. <laughs> uh, Owen, let's move on a little bit and let's let's kind of get in this positive mindset, right? So, how much would it mean for Phoenix Rising and and the fans for them to be able to clinch their ticket to the round of 16 if they do beat Sacramento tomorrow?
2: Well, it would be team history. Uh, let's be clear on that. It would not only be team history though; it would also be a history for the state of Arizona in the modern era. Mm. of the Open Cup. Now, there are other teams that have made it this far, and I believe we do have the results for that here. So there are five other teams, uh, well, by year, that have made it to either the round of 32 or what is effectively the equivalent here. Mm -hmm. So 2014, Arizona United, the only time this club has made it this far, because Arizona United, of course, a previous incarnation, lost in 2014 to LA Galaxy. 2013 FC Tucson lost to Houston Dynamo. In 2010 uh, 99 and 98 the Arizona Saguaros who are now sporting Arizona, I believe, uh, lost in all three of those years. Austin Aztecs got absolutely thumped by San Diego Flash and El Paso Patriots back in the 90s. But yeah, those are the only five times we've had a team from Arizona make it to the round of this kind of stage of the the Cup mm-hmm. in the modern era. Uh, none of them have made it past this stage. Now, we do believe there is a team from the 70s that made it to the quarterfinals, but the National Challenge Cup years when everything was just amateur teams is very hard to research. So, yeah. That's, yeah.
0: We'll, we'll see. And if I recall correctly, Owen, that 2013 FC Tucson team was managed by Rick Shantz as well. Is Indeed,
2: it was. Indeed, it okay. was. And they actually early... I believe they started their cup run that year with a def- by beating uh, Phoenix FC Wolves, mm. which is not a true continuation of this Phoenix Rising team, but kind of like just before.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Very
2: complicated USL stuff with uh, yeah, always payment of wages.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if they book their ticket, they're able to get past Sacramento. This would be the furthest team that they've. Uh... Uh, furthest they have ever gone as phoenix rising so i, I don't know I, so putting my you know my fan hat i i, I would i love this i think it kind of gives rising in the state of arizona as a whole a little bit of recognition in the national stage um right now you have a multicast, i think with the with the espn guys or whatever and they're highlighting all these teams and all these players so the fact that rising could just kind of get a little bit more of that exposure um i think just can only benefit the team and its players, and and of course, you know, kind of bring in more fans, um, not only from from the state but from out of the state. So uh, I would love that, and then for a chance for for this Phoenix Rising team to face uh, an MLS team in the next round, I think that would be outstanding, especially if it could happen at home. Yeah,
2: yeah, but the thing that's going to be disappointing, I think, we're going to see tomorrow is that half the stadium isn't open in Sacramento. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, and it's gonna be a bit of a disappointment, kind of watching that, and mm-hmm. and that being, you know, how it's how it's going, especially because I believe it's the stand that you're gonna see on TV that's gonna be empty, mm. and it's kind of disappointing. You're in the last 32 well, of the cup,
0: and so so weird. I,
2: well, there's a lot of tickets left to be sold, so I, you know, we've we've commented in the past about the fact that Rising's open cup attendances leave a lot to be desired. Yeah. Um, and I believe it was only around 2,800 ish that Rising had at the last Open Cup game against New Mexico. Mm-hmm. But it's just sad, only opening half a ground. Um, especially when it's the side that you're going to see on the TV, it really doesn't sell this competition. Um, this <laughs> is surprising as much as we, you know, we rip on Detroit sometimes and all of that. At least this stadium looks like for today's game, it looks like it's a pretty well sold crowd. Um, yeah. You know, it's There's pretty busy like
1: 5,000,
0: something like that? 5,000 people that can it fit in? It me? holds
2: a bit more than that. It holds a bit more okay. than that.
0: Yeah, I caught a little yeah. bit before, you know, jumping on here. And it, it it looked like a regular USL Championship game. Like, people were there. Yeah, and, and it, it
2: was changed. it was a group of fans that were treating the Cup as something that's important. And I think that that's something that we should be doing. Um, It's it's kind of difficult when you see these games to, to really hype up the... The Open Cup and try and explain to people who often don't understand what it means. You know how big this is, how much of an opportunity it is for rising. Now they're in the round of 32, and this is big for this club. Yeah. And yet, then you know, you finally convince some others oh, is important. They put the game on, and they see an empty stand.
0: Yeah, you know how so like, are you meant the, to uh, sell the kids? People? Is this the guys that don't really play too much, or because because I can kind of yeah. get that notion where. Uh, at least in america i don't know owen if you feel the same way these u.s open cup type competitions don't really happen or at least are in in another let's let's call them the big four uh like an nba football you're not going to see these type of competitions which is what you grew up uh, grow up with uh when you're in, in america so i know you know in my experience in mexico they did have one they they no longer have that kind of u.s open cup competition in mexico Um, And it's sad to see because you can see, you know, the Liga MX, the top tier teams compete about uh, with the other, you know, second, third division teams in Mexico. So I I love that fact of it. But over here, uh, maybe it's just, you know, an idea that doesn't quite make sense if it's not just a regular week to week league.
2: Well, it's weird because that's that's just kind of how American leagues work is that they they ignore the ecosystem of everything else unless it's directly subordinate to it right? So, yeah. you know, the NFL doesn't care about what, what, is, what else is there now, USFL or any of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And then MLB only cares about what it views as its minor leagues because they are directly subordinate to it, you know? They ultimately exist solely for the purpose of creating players that can play at the top level. And so, yeah. football occupies that weird kind of space whereby they all are joined. Mm-hmm. And yet, not through promotion and relegation as they are in most countries around the world, but, you know, and I mean, Pat is kind of right. There's a really weird, like, view here almost of sport outside the top division and the fact that because minor league stuff is viewed as it's literally there as a development league. And that's why, you know, when you see other countries around the world in their cup competitions, sometimes they're more serious simply for the fact that, you know, those teams outside the top division That team doesn't exist just to feed a team in the top division. And here it's getting people who maybe aren't diehards of of the lower division teams to really understand that and to to get past the weird like stumbling block that that you typically have in you know what they'd view as minor league sports
0: in Mm -hmm. in the country. Yeah. No, and it's yeah, and I, I think that's where the they also use like world champion and they don't play like any other like teams or any, Oh boy. Division. Yeah.
2: No, nothing, nothing makes it sound more fun than having a world champion of the NFL when nobody else plays that.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's,
2: it's, um, yeah, 32 teams in America comprised almost exclusively of American players.
0: And that, I, I don't even think you can really say that about the NBA anymore. Cause Europe has a really good, uh, league over there. Europe, uh, I think Eurobasket Is that what it's called? um, and uh, they have their own Champions League. And it's a lot of fun over there, too. So, yeah, I agree with Devin's comment here. American Soccer League should have relegation and promotion. Less... and American... Mexico.
2: Go ahead. The other thing about European basketball is it's a lot less sanitized as well. There's actually, have you seen all the videos lately of all the flares and everything a... inside these arenas? I saw
0: the video yeah. of Kevin Durant. He went to visit one of his former teammates in, in Greece. And the, like he was a little bit scared because, you know, they light the flares and they get all crazy inside the gym which is like a lot more noisy, I would assume, you know. So, Wait, you,
2: you mean to tell me it creates a better atmosphere than just people shouting defense when the PA tells them to do so?
0: I think so. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm all for the relegation and promotion. I love watching these last few weeks of the Premier League. You know, a team like Everton, you know, might, might be dropping and, and seeing all the, the championship teams, you know, fighting i love that part of the sport as well. Um, and, but unfortunately Mexico MLS, they don't, they don't do that. You know, I, Mexico has said till 2026, but that's really, really hard quotes there for you guys. But, uh, but yeah, definitely a big competition, the U S open cup, you know, definitely looking forward to a rising win and hopefully they're able to, to play an MLS team. And that's what we've been don't wanting. Don't go
2: jinxing in- now. Don't go jinxing now. Ramon. I'm, but saying
0: nothing. I'm if not we're saying we're on anything.
2: that one. If we're on that topic. Yeah. Go on. We need score predictions.
0: So I'll I'll give you my score predictions, and then I want I want you to answer who you would prefer Rising to play if they were to get past uh past uh Sacramento. So I am going to go with the two one victory for Rising.
2: Two one. Is that in ninety minutes?
0: That that's gonna be no, I'm gonna 120. I'm gonna say one twenty. So what's it
2: gonna be after ninety minutes?
0: Uh it's gonna be one one and then Maybe a penalty and an extra extra time.
2: I feel like you're, you're you are stealing my score prediction. I had one all in ninety minutes as well, which mm-hmm. for the for those of you interested, and I know we're about to get onto this with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, but uh we it's it's one all is a uh, plus five fifty at the moment on there Ooh. for tomorrow's game. Uh but yeah, I, I get the feeling that look, these are two teams that you have to go back to, I believe, twenty eighteen to find a match that was decided by more than one goal between these two teams. Um mm. They've been very tight affairs. And so I think that a one all draw is a very, very plausible result going then into extra time. Who knows? Rising might nick it. But I ugh. I tell you what, I would not be betting for a large uh, winning margin on this game because yeah. I don't really see that happening.
0: Yeah, no, I think so as well. Devin with the exact minute, 1-0, 73rd minute. He's not saying who, but he's saying someone's going to score it in the 73rd minute, so... Uh, just uh so if we're in. gonna get a
2: one nil result this the goal scored in the 73rd minute we're gonna have to find some kind of prize for Devin there just because yeah. that's so specific
0: that yeah, we'll hook you up i'll make sure you correct. get like a, a rising shirt or something <laughs> um so after these score predictions who would you like rising to face in the next round In chat make sure to put yours as well got the san jose earthquakes seattle sounders the the champion league winners Concacaf Seattle Sounders for you.
2: I I don't want any of them. I want (laughs) Cal United Strikers. Give me the Nisa team. (laughs) Quarterfinals. Come on.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll (laughs) see. To
2: me, me, I think you've just got to, you have to bear in mind there's only so many MLS teams that you can knock out. Right. And you get to that point where it's just like, if you can get to the quarterfinals and not face a single MLS team. I think you got a path to the final if yeah. you do that. Like you can knock off one, maybe two.
0: Okay, okay.
2: But you're not gonna knock off like four. Yeah. So the better you, yeah. you know, the less that you can face, the better.
0: Maybe like in the last two, right? know, I mean, that's where you want to face them last two rounds. Um, let's see. A little bit of a yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So, Owen, just from my understanding, everybody else is. So, is there going to be another draw, or are they still going to just face the group that they're in? Yeah, there'll be another draw.
2: Um, okay, so okay. there will be a draw on Thursday, and that will set the bracket. At that point, we will know who Rising's opponent is the in tale. the round of 16. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We will know who they would then go on to play in the quarterfinal. And, Michael, nothing Colorado is not going to happen. Geographically, it's not going to happen.
0: Hailstorm. I'm just
2: saying. No, because there's already three teams we know to Rising's West. So, yeah. It's it's going to be a group of four of them. Um, I'd be very shocked if it wasn't. Um, and so, yeah, you'll know who who will be playing in the round of 16. You'll know who will be playing in the quarterfinals. You'll know realistically who's playing in the semis in the final. You just don't know what the hosting priority is for those games. Okay. That comes later. But we will know the round of 16 and quarterfinal draw on Thursday morning if, if US soccer sticks to the timetable that they put out. But, of course... Do we trust the federation to do so they've moved drawers before so we it's don't so, know hopefully Thursday.
0: Dog again. <laughs> it's so cringe uh yeah
2: you don't want to watch more into miami fans opening envelopes
0: i don't want to see a kid fumbling with envelopes and just like giving it to the dude and you know the the host having to talk to the off-camera guy to, to move on to the next one it's just come on guys a little bit more it's
2: weird it's it's yeah I, look it, it's it feels like the production value of those draws is Poor. let's be honest oh. it is we're talking before about the like <laughs> empty empty stands don't help sell this tournament but can you imagine <laughs> telling people that there's a really like really tense draw coming up and look i love draws you know i love sitting down watching it the anticipation of who could you draw you know mm-hmm. what's gonna happen and just knowing that everything that could happen is down to pure random luck yeah but those draws are awful like yeah Again, envelopes fiddling around, give them a little shuffle. I mean, at least they got
0: away with a thing <laughs> whereby they of the envelope kind of go up and it's like purple. Okay, it's gonna be Louisville. Like it's like I know, man. Like come on, have a little bit more. The worst part. The worst part was in
2: the first. Uh, so it was the third round draw, and uh, when you had teams that couldn't host, and you'd sometimes yeah. have like one team that couldn't host, mm-hmm. and so they draw the two home teams, and then they'd go, "Well, now we've got to add this." Other team that couldn't host to the pile, and it's like you know who's in that envelope. Everyone knows what's in the envelope, and you can see yeah. it the whole time.
0: And <laughs> even good quality, like, it's
2: not, not secret <laughs> anymore. We all know what's in that envelope,
0: like yeah, no. To to Pat's comment here, like that that World Cup draw was something else, man. Like they got Idris Elva, they got all these players there, just to say one thing and pay and get paid like hundred hundred thousand euros or whatever they getting paid <laughs> but
2: the one thing that i do like about these draws is at least they get on with it yeah. unlike a world cup draw would be sitting there for half an hour while they do some weird musical act and <laughs> dance yeah. around on stage and then start talking to people for 10 minutes about
0: yeah you have a irrelevant stuff anyhow, you know, Just a get started. on with the draw yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all so uh let's uh, we're going to check in on the current us open cup uh results but before i talk to you guys about that I do want to talk to you guys about drafting. So the Suns are playing tonight. It is a huge game, huge implications. Um, I just want to say that I feel the way, the same way Lil Wayne does about Luka. I'm not going to say what he said, but that's exactly how I feel. Uh, and you guys can get your... Uh, uh, get in on the action tonight by betting on the game with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Uh, right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. So That's an amazing um, promotion there. So again, guys, if you guys haven't downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app, what are you waiting for? You guys can use promo code PHNX, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets. If they do, that's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, You do have to be 21 and over, Arizona only, gambling problem, call one 800 next Steps. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. All right, all right.
2: You know uh, what speaking of, yes, speaking sir. of the suns speaking of the suns I feel mm-hmm. like we need to work out here cuz I think after what happened on Sunday I think Chris Paul is bouncing back
0: tonight so go on how many points is he going to get Uh <laughs> I think he's going to get like maybe I'm, I don't not above 25
2: You're so not under, going above
0: 25 not, not above 25 but Well
2: at the moment the uh so you can get if you've got him infer- well it's minus 125 for an over 15.5 um, on DraftKings, I'm trying to have a look. I yeah, feel I, like I don't, I don't use the basketball. <laughs> <that> it, <laughs> yeah. I don't look at the basketball betting enough, so I feel like I'm awkwardly yeah. stumbling through these. There's a lot right of numbers now, to that. Um, just go, just go bet on everything for Chris Paul. I think on today.
0: Yeah, he's coming back for sure. Um, that firing in him is gonna be first basket. I'm gonna call Crowder first bra- basket. So I know Espo is mm-hmm. likes to. To, say, uh, to put your money on Crowder. I'm putting my money on Crowder tonight, so make sure to...
2: And you know what? As soon as we hop off here, there will be a few minutes left of the Suns pregame show, I'm sure. So make sure to hop on over go. and join them. They often have some betting tips towards the end as well. So, yeah, maybe if you hop on over there, they might have some better insight than we have.
0: For sure, for sure. All right, Owen, let's wrap up the show today. Let's talk about uh, the U.S. Open Cup. We got some ongoing games right now. Orlando City, it's a final uh over Philadelphia, two to one. Uh, that was a good game right there. Great goal by Orlando. I saw the clip there on Twitter. Uh at the half, we have Detroit City, Louisville one to one. Halftime in extra time. That is Ooh, to be clear. Halftime
2: in extra time.
0: There you go. And then uh you got the New York Red Bulls, not the baby bulls, the actual Bulls. Uh 3-0 over DC United. Uh, I got the Inter Miami game on my other screen here 3-0 multiple red cards. Yeah, Just... that
2: ga- that game's over. That game's over. <laughs>
0: yeah. are so right now know that game. That was or um over Sporting Kansas City right now in the 50th minute in the second half. So, uh any surprises there? Not not a lot of uh I think this is when no, uh, the Not US- Really? Was-
2: not really. Um
0: yeah.
2: I mean it's always weird especially when MLS teams play MLS teams. You don't really know quite what to expect because they can put reserves out, they can Yeah. I'm sure you know. You know about the name that we must not be spoken. Um, so I to can... say
0: it to, out of respect for you, and I'll be nice. Okay. Uh, yeah, there, I there's... mean, <laughs> oh, you Tormenta. never really know. Oh, Tormenta got one. Okay. All right. Yeah,
2: yeah. but they ain't coming back. They're three 0 oh, down man. in like the. This is like the
0: game. You know?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so, then, I think the big fun. games I'm interest... the Big games I'm interested in now tomorrow. Uh, I'm really interested to see Richmond hosting Charlotte. Mm. uh because it's hosting an MLS team big stuff um interested of course to see uh Union Omaha against Colorado uh Northern Colorado Hailstorm um I a think that'll one. be should be a fun one because one of those League 1 teams is going into the round of 16 there will be a League 1 team in the round of 16 that's exciting to say and then mm-hmm. of course the big game at 7:30 Cal United strikers against LA Galaxy. No, it's Ooh. Phoenix Rising against Sacramento Republic. But hey,
0: they're Galaxy, Cal aren't they? United
2: strikers won. I mean, they've sold that stadium out.
0: Nice.
2: that in Irvine. So
0: we'll fun. see how
2: they do. And maybe, just maybe, there'll be a NISA team in the next round that uh, we'll should see. rise we'll and see. get a result in Sacramento. They can maybe draw in the next round.
0: Should be fun. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the New York one. The Battle of New York, you got NYCFC against rochester new york that one should be fun oh, the
2: again. rhinos they're the rhinos stop calling them rochester new york
0: no, they're re-branded, among jamie that, uh, rebranded jamie vardy rebranded nonsense yeah let's do it <laughs> all uh, right so yeah good a uh, couple of days here coming up with u.s open cup play uh we will be back tomorrow live uh after the game so make sure to tune in for that uh live post game show hopefully with some really great news and uh and uh Hopefully, like they did it last time, Owen, we're able to get you the little brackets, right? that They did for the draw. So during the show, so we'll hopefully, see.
2: Hopefully, hopefully, we'll know pretty quickly. We should. Be, the thing about when you get to round of sixteen is it gets a lot easier to work them out anyway. Yeah. So
0: get the interns back there at yeah. the <laughs> just open cupboard uh, over
2: just, in just, Soccer just, House in Chicago just mashing away at their computers. Yep.
0: <laughs> all right y'all so that's it for tonight thank you so much for joining us shout out to michael pat Devin, uh thomas uh you were here early in the chat thank you so much i do want to thank emma today for helping us out in the producing side thank you so much for helping us out tonight um and if you guys haven't yet make sure to subscribe to our twitter account phnx underscore underscore rising double the underscores, double the fun yes sir so again to catch us tomorrow for a live post game show after the sacramento republic fc versus rising game And uh, make sure to subscribe, uh, whether you're on YouTube watching us live right now or uh, on your streaming platforms. Make sure to help us out there as much as you can. Until then, we will see you tomorrow. Be well and stay safe. Take care.